Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host this week. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the Rhapsody of the Seas cruise that Kevin and I just got off of a couple weeks ago. We did a 11-night Greek Isles cruise uh, out of Venice, and it was uh, a lot of fun. We had a great time. And uh, this is part one of a two-part series on that experience. I'm joined at the table this week by our panel of experts, Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Hi Kevin folks. Close. Let me finish. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. <laughs> Are you stuck? Hi, folks. Are you stuck? <laughs> Back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, really excited to share with you guys our experience on our Greek cruise. Um, this was a couple weeks ago, and... This was a cruise that we were very much looking forward to. Never done the Greek Isles. Um, it was going in and out of Venice, which is a place we always love to visit. Can't get enough Venice in our lives. That's true. So um, we were very, very excited about the cruise. Uh, it was on the Rhapsody of the Seas. So we're actually going to break this up into two parts. The first part, this episode, will be about the ship itself, our experience on the ship, as well as the food we experienced. And then next episode next week will be about the itinerary itself. Um, I want to make sure I, people understand where we're coming from on this. This is really, again, our experience, our snapshot. This is not a full review. We're not going to have pictures of every space. We're not going to talk about all the places you can eat. We're just going to talk about the things we did and how we experienced this cruise. Um, and I understand that you know we may be wildly different from the way most people cruise, but we did what we wanted to do, So, and we had a good time. So let's talk a little bit about the Rhapsody. Um, Rhapsody is, in comparison to cruising today, it's an older ship. Um, I think we're talking about 10 or 11 years old now at this time. 97. Yep. 1997, it first was commissioned or first went into service. Um, I think it was, it did have a redo back in 2012. It did. It got what they called the Oasis. Yeah. Remodel. So, and that's just updating some public spaces and adding some technology and things like that. Adding some food venues, things like that. So in the grand scheme of things, this is an older ship. This is a much smaller ship than what's being produced now, especially by Royal Caribbean. Um, uh, Size-wise, if you want to compare it to Disney, it's a little bit smaller than the Magic or the Wonder. Uh, It is considerably smaller than the Dream and the Fantasy. And it's, I don't know, what is it, uh, half the size of the Oasis. I would say it almost even third close to size. a third. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a big difference in ship sizes. We're going to see a little bit of that when we talk about the common spaces. It doesn't have the big grand uh, uh, entryway. It doesn't have the sh- big shopping area in the middle that the newer ships have. A little bit more intimate spaces, but still, you know, a great ship. So However, it was a great ship for a port-heavy right. 11-night cruise. And that's what I was going to say. Um, we talk, we've talked on other uh, shows about when you're choosing with Royal Caribbean or with any cruise line really sometimes you're cruising based on itinerary sometimes you're cruising based on ship would you say you just selected this cruise because it was the itinerary that you were looking absolutely. for absolutely absolutely we had an adventures by disney trip and we this happened to fit right before the adventures by disney trip the cruise ended the day the adventure started so we were able to work out transportation from venice 
uh, to Streza, where ABD started. So that was a big factor in picking it. Um, we found the price to be very great. Not very great. That's a terrible way of saying it. <laughs> we found the price to be great. We, we did not think it was too expensive for the amount of time and the ports we visited. To answer your question, it was itinerary-based in timing. Right. right. And financial. It was all sort of this big package of, you know, could we do it? How much was it? As long as we're there. Right. right. Let's give it a big One try. Plane we get a lot of questions about, you know, what ship should I choose? What about this ship compared to that ship? And a lot of the times the answer is it depends on itinerary. Exactly. Where do you want to go? Right. And that's, I think, more true with Royal Caribbean and some of the other cruise lines than Disney. Right. Whereas with Disney, with the four ships, the sh- I think the ship is a bigger part of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. But with l- with cruise lines with very large fleets. I also think if there's a comparable trip and you're talking about a smaller ship versus the Oasis or the Allure going to the Caribbean, right. then there's a bigger difference. This is um, This was because we wanted to see Greece. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to talk about the ship uh, in specifics, but I think in general, we thought the ship was great. Um, I thought it was well-maintained, uh, beautifully appointed ship. There is a, uh, there's an appeal to a smaller ship for us because it's easier to get around. You know, we can be from one side of the ship to the other in minutes as opposed to something like the Fantasy, which is a trek right. from one or side the to the other. Right? I also think... Um I thought the level of service on this ship was fine. I, I think my need for customer service might be different than other people's needs. I, I think, I know this is going, people are not going to believe me, but I think John and I are pretty low maintenance, that we're not asking a lot from customer service, be polite. And that's kind of like good enough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? You know? Picky. But what, you know, we travel in a concierge level room. Mostly because of the size of the room mm-hmm. and the, what the room gives us, not because of the concierge services, because in a lot of times we don't take advantage of those. Some people will tell you that they only spend, they only sleep in their room. They're out and about all the time. We're not. We spend time in our stateroom. We enjoy. We've talked on other shows about how even though we're on vacation, we work. Having a space to work in your stateroom and not having to both sit on a bed. Is important. So we Absolutely. use our stateroom a lot during a cruise. So again, I'm going to say it one more time, a little bit more intimate ship, not mm-hmm. the big grand spaces that you have elsewhere. Um, much of the same uh, areas in terms of name and theming, mm-hmm. like we'll see uh, shots of the schooner bar. That you'll find on other Royal Caribbean ships as well. There's a Chops. There's a Giovanni's table. There's a Park Cafe. So there's a lot of the same things that are on the bigger ships. They're just not as big. Right. The ship has a casino. Big deal for us. We enjoy the casino very much. It was a small casino, but it was fine for us. And amazingly not crowded. Maybe like one day or one night there were big crowds. But for the most part, it was not a crowded casino at all. I have found casinos can, on ships can vary so much from week to week. And a lot of it, I think, depends on the group of people sailing. Like some weeks, you know, the casino can be deserted and there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, I I think uh, this ship was a lot of families and they mm-hmm. were mo- most interested in being in port right. and doing that. And then at night, taking in the entertainment. I think with a port intensive itinerary, your ship really becomes your transportation and your hotel. 
And so I think there's a lot less people are a lot less concerned about what's going on on the ship. They've been busy at port all day. When they come back, they're not looking to go out, you know, and enjoy a lot of the public spaces in the evenings because they're resting up for their next port day. Yep. And we found that. We found things like, you know, the stores weren't crowded. The, it, bars there, weren't. It seemed very, like a lot of the ship, a lot of the time was, I don't want to say deserted, but was never crowded. Right. On sea days, the pool area the restaurants that are open during the day, they were crowded. We went into the um, the buffet one day, and I think everybody on the ship was in the buffet at the same time, wearing flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a couple of videos we want to show. The first one is an overview of the common areas. It's not very long. It's maybe two and a half minutes long. Um, again, there's no music bed to this. We'll be talking over it. And then when it's done, we'll do a little bit uh, more discussion about what we've seen, but don't worry if we kind of don't talk about everything in the video when it shows up. And let's see if we can get that going. Duh, you'd like my graphics. It's very Woody Allen. <laughs> it's very Woody Allen. Should have that music going. Again, this is the atrium. This is the the area where you kind of walk on the ship. and It's also the entertainment area at night. Yeah. And you can see it's not huge. No. Where, like, if you walk on the Fantasy, it's that big open area. Just upstairs to the left. Or the Oasis, same way as big open area. This is just an intimate little spot. And this is just looking down from one of the upper decks. It does go all the way through the ship to the upper deck, so you have a chance to look down at it. Again, beautiful ship, uh, nicely decorated, well-maintained. There's nothing you can say about it. That's near the coffee shop. There is a coffee shop just above the atrium entryway. There are the centrum shops. I would not get excited. Right. For those of you going on uh, Podcast Cruise 6, you're going to see a big difference in the shopping. Um, this is a uh, a small area. It's pretty much a hallway with some shops off you of it. You can see there's a perfume shop. There's a alcohol and tobacco shop. There's what they call the logo store. And then there is a clothing a shop dedicated to clothing and one dedicated to jewelry and something you probably noticed in that last picture was how tight it was there was a low ceiling there were tight walls um you know again common areas royal caribbean online this is the internet area you can get internet on the ship we're going to talk about in a little bit uh we experienced the voom mm -hmm. the new uh, high-speed internet on the ship from our room but if you don't have a laptop or something with you to do it Remotely, you can come here and check email and use one of their computers to do that sort of thing. I mentioned the schooner bar. This is the schooner bar area. You walk back there, and there's a bar, and there's this different restaurants that you might go to. Very nice. All, all very, you know, there's At nothing. At night, this area was busy. Right. This became a lot this more This was busy. a meeting area for a lot of people. Absolutely. People would hang out, especially before dinner, if they had a specialty dinner or they were going to the restaurants. This I took for Craig so he can see all the alcohol. That's lined up. These were your friends. We saw Johnny and Glenn. Really? <laughs> um, just, you know, again, I can't say it enough. Nicely done. Um, nothing was glaringly terrible about the ship. There was not places where you thought, oh, this needs repair. I didn't it, think. It's not even, even better than that. I didn't think anything was in bad shape. No, not at all. Again, this is an area behind the schooner bar where they do a lot of the bingo back there. Giovanni's Table, the Italian restaurant. Um same one that same name that's on the Oasis 
Chops Grill. Again, you'll find a Chops Grill on the Oasis. And we'll talk a little bit more about the food that was available in those restaurants. These are the specialty restaurants. There's a little bit of a fee to eat there, but you don't have to. You know, that would be where you would go if you don't want to eat in the dining rooms. The concierge club on this ship was very small. That's I'm going to guess. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to guess if there were 15 seats, that's a lot. Right. It was in a very strange location. This is outside of the Crown and Anchor uh, area, the Crown and Anchor bar area. So it was kind of in a very unusual spot. It was a little bit loud one night. Um, because of a band that was playing there, so that was. And while there were only playing. fifteen, all right, maybe there were twenty seats. No, that's not concierge. That's still. Oh, and the weird thing is, Lounge. there was no restroom on this level. Yeah, that was weird. You had to go downstairs to use a restroom. Latitudes, the coffee, especially coffee place. This is where you find uh, coffees like uh, mochas and lattes. This is an extra cost on Royal Caribbean. They have a Ben and Jerry's. Um, again, those of you going on the Oasis, huge difference. Ben and Jerry's is a full store on the Oasis. Ben and Jerry's is eight kinds of ice cream in two cabinets. Right. And those are all those are extra charges. Those are all extra charges in addition to anything else, but minor, minor. It's not yeah. a hugely expensive and thing. There was ice cream available on deck all the time, right. so it's not like this was your only option. If you wanted Cherry Garcia or Chocolate Fudge Brownie, you had to pay for it. Let's talk a little bit about the places we went on the on the ship that weren't necessarily the uh, restaurants, because we'll talk about more of that in detail yeah, later. The That's pretty much it. <laughs> we went to the casino and the concierge lounge. That was our cruise. <laughs> so it was like every other cruise. It was like every other cruise we take. And I think we only went to the concierge lounge because the folks we were with wanted to go and have a drink before they would dinner. Have a glass of wine before we'd go to dinner. Right. The food there was nothing special. There was a few offerings were out. and There was cheese and crackers, and one night there were um, meatballs made out of horse. I'm almost positive. <laughs> they were um, a little dry. They were a little dry. But the it was, you know, the drinks were plentiful. I think concierge lounges vary greatly on the ships as well. Oh, my gosh. So we had huge. these older ships where concierge lounge wasn't a thing, you know, and back in 97 when the ship was built. And now they have found space to kind of sneak it in as they're doing these right. well, I rehabs. I think Royal Caribbean's also been in business longer. <laughs> that sometimes the concierge lounge and the diamond lounge, and diamond right. is their loyalty program. Mm-hmm. Once you've reached a certain level, and the diamond members are able to use the concierge right. lounge. I think back when this ship was released, there might not have been as many diamond exactly. members. Yeah. Um, I have been on ships where they have opened up convention space for diamond members because there's been so many of them. Uh, the uh, excuse me, the concierge lounge is much bigger on the Oasis, and on top of that, there's a restaurant in the concierge lounge. I understand it's called Coastal Kitchen. I have not seen y- this yet, but that's only for concierge guests. This was not that. Right. Much this smaller. was an afterthought. This was a sliver of space. I'm going to guess that it's widest. It was ten feet wide. In maybe 15 or 20 seats, there was a concierge host in there, and there was a waiter. He was there every single day of our cruise, so it was the same waiter. And we saw the same eight or ten people in the concierge lounge every time we went. Right. And he was great. He remembered what everybody wanted to drink and, you know, very, very nice. He was. And, he was terrific. And we had a couple issues with our concierge person. We'll talk about that when we talk more about the the shore excursions. But other than these minor issues, you know, we don't really go to the concierge for a lot. We're not that type of person. We talk about people who talk about the service level. And I usually, people will think I'm not telling the truth, but I I don't 
need a lot of customer service. I want my stateroom cleaned. I want my stateroom attendant to be friendly. But after that, I'm pretty easygoing. I don't need a lot of – there's not a lot I need as far as customer service is concerned. Did you go to the spa on this cruise? I don't remember if you went to the spa or not. I did. <laughs> I did. It must have been memorable. Um it was very nice. Uh, I like the steam room and the sauna. And on this ship, it's complimentary. The, um, not the gym, what's it called? The fitness center. It's part of that. There's a men's room and a ladies room. They're not co-ed. And it was very nice. And it was always. <laughs> is that a thing sometimes? Are they co-ed? Yeah. Um, yeah uh, the spa on the Disney oh, ship is co-ed. The spa. Oh, I thought you meant the, the restrooms the, were not co-ed. No, the no, restrooms um, are never co-ed. <laughs> Uh, Never. You have to go through the men's room to get to the steam room and the sauna. Gotcha. It's the other side. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, like on the Oasis and the Allure, if you're using the, like, the steam room sauna, that sort of spa, mm-hmm. that's what I call the spa. Mm-hmm. I don't go sure. for the massages or things like that. They're co-ed. Okay. It's men and women now, on in the, the same area. on the Disney cruises we've been on i know sometimes you use the rainforest room that's co-ed something similar to that on the royal caribbean ships without all the frills okay so Um, there's a shower but it's a shower it is not a shower in the middle of the rainforest it is not a waterfall on the island of gila or uh, hawaii it's a plastic tube with water coming out of it. I mean, it's... Right, and there's not those ceramic lounges. No. You know, Disney's done a spectacular it, job a with their... There's a locker room lounge. where you can change. And then beyond that, there is a room with showers, and there's a steam room, okay. and there's a sauna. Now, while I also found this steam room, a lot of times they're at the scalding stage, and I find those a little unusable. I mean, when it starts to hurt, you should get out. Both of these were very... Wet, very nicely warm. Okay. But there was also one then for the ladies on through the sure. ladies' locker room. Sure, I got you. Um, probably seems ridiculous to some people, but we never went in the pools. We never went in the spas or anything. I don't know that I've been in a cruise ship pool since I was 16 years old. Really? <laughs> now, like, I have... Oh, it's sorry. just not something I do. On the Oasis, they have a very yeah. lovely adult area. Mm-hmm. The adult area on this ship you had to walk through it to get to the steam room. The steam room and the sauna make my knees feel so good. Um, and that was always busy. But that's also where the uh, park cafe park is. Cafe is. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a, a lot problem, of people eating. Right. There's a problem I have with the ship is that they've got a really nice adult area. It's uh, got an Egyptian theme, really beautiful area. However, that's where they put the park cafe. So you can't really limit kids from... Going sure. and getting food anywhere, so it's no longer an adult exclusive area. No, in this adult area is it a covered? Like, is it yes. closed? It opens up with though. a retractable roof, which is incredible. Because would be a um, weird choice for food for me too, because I sometimes find them to be very muggy spaces. Mm, absolutely. Um, there, were, it was all parts of it were enclosed, but there was a breeze in there also mm. because there are strategic areas that aren't blocked off. So I never found it such. I find any time you go up by the pool, especially in one of those closed-in areas, it's not really conducive to lunch. We had lunch up there one we day, did. and it was fine. Yeah, And we didn't go swimming there, but just then we hung out for a bit. However, it was, it was also not... This wasn't a Caribbean cruise where, you know, you're lounging. We were busy most days. Right. Because of the ports of call, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so that pretty much for us leaves the casino. We went to the casino. We had a lot of fun. They were mean to they us. They were very mean to us. They took our money. I don't understand how that's allowed. 
know, direct to Royal Caribbean about that. Um, but um, super friendly staff. I was going to say, how was your casino host? Our, actually, our casino host, Kershano. Our <laughs> casino host was great. I had a little bit of a thing. He's here. having a stroke in installment. <laughs> a little bit. Um, very nice. But again, it was a very, you know, when you go to the casino and it's not crowded, it's a very kind of weird experience. It is. It's sort of. You feel surreal. like you're almost getting too much attention? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There was one gentleman who was dealing on the ship who was very, very unfriendly. That's in the casino we're talking. Uh-huh, he was dealing yes. in the casino. He was a dealer in the casino. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> he, clarifying. He was selling trinkets up on deck. No, he was one of the dealers in the casino, and he was extremely unfriendly. And I don't believe I'm a, I was the first one. I said to one of the guys, what happened to the other gentleman? He goes, well, he's going to be off for a while. I get the feeling enough people mention the fact that his attitude was – he was unfriendly. He made you feel uncomfortable. Should I tell him about Kathy? No. So we had um, – now everyone's going to go, oh, I want to hear about Kathy. <laughs> so we had um, much – there was a great deal of very friendly dealers, things like you know you would go in every night and they would know who you were and your name and what are you doing tonight. However, so, that's usually true on all ships. It was especially true on this ship because many nights we were the only people in the world. Sad people playing. Yeah. playing. It's like, look, they're going to spend more. <laughs> can look, you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, we, were, we weren't being crazy. We were playing $3 blackjack. Yeah, we were being, we were being good. <laughs> so we had fun. It was a lot of fun in the casino. So, again, I know people are going to say, well, you know, that's not a real review. You don't tell me about every single space on the ship. Sorry, this is what we did. This it is where we went. Was, uh, yeah, it's not – we've told you that this, we, this is the way we cruise. We this was also not a work cruise. Like that should Correct. Be, you know what I, so, like, with a work cruise, your objective is different. Right. So if you're traveling for work, if you know, okay, we're, we're working, we need to see this, we need to – what you're doing on that cruise is different than you're on vacation. Exactly. And we've talked about the fact that we're never really truly just on vacation, but sometimes you try to make it a little bit more vacation than others. Right. So that's what you want we to do. We had a sea day where I did nothing but lay on the couch and read for a good portion of the day, and that's not usually what my day looks like. So it was really, I enjoyed it. Glorious. Um, Again, we did not go to shows. I know people are probably out there very upset. How come we're not talking about the shows or the entertainment? It's not our thing. What were the shows on this? Do you know? Was there a Broadway show? This one was... uh, This was a cabaret review act every I can tell you, there's not a Broadway show on a Royal Caribbean ship. I thought there was something. Some of their... I find a lot of the cruise lines, their entertainment still is... Old style love boat, <laughs> you know the love boat cruise At entertainment. At one point, they brought a comedian on. Yeah. And it was- so when they bring special guests, sometimes that's good. But I find they're especially for those listeners that are used to Disney shows and entertainment. It's just different. There didn't seem to be any of that kind of production show. Right. This was, you know, the Rhapsody of the Seas dancers and singers perform number ones from the seventies and eighties. And the other thing we would do is um, uh, several nights we had, we went to the buffet or room service, but a lot of times we went to the specialty restaurants and we were traveling with friends of ours. Again, not a large group. There were five of us in our particular travel group. So dinner would take, we weren't rushed. We were not rushing to go someplace else. So dinner could take a couple of hours and, you know, enjoying was, each other's company right. and 
then it was entertainment, and we enjoyed that. Before we go on to actually talking about the food, I want to talk about some uh, other stuff in connection with this with this cruise. I talked about the room internet that they have mm-hmm. now. Um, we paid a little bit extra for that, and we bought that in advance. We bought it in advance, and you were able to purchase for one device or two devices. And I think you could go up to three or four devices. I bought us each a package for two devices, which meant we could use our phone and a computer, our phone and an iPad or something like that. Uh, we, I found that unless it seemed that right after dinner, people were, the internet was a little slower, but I assume everybody went back to their room and checked their email. On sea days at mid-afternoon, it slowed down a little bit. I usually check my email very early in the morning and later at night, and I never had a problem. Uh, You could also buy internet that was good for streaming. That was considerably more expensive, and I didn't feel the need to stream anything. Most of the time, what I'm doing is checking email and going to our website, so I thought that was okay. I didn't buy the streaming video. I had some issues with it in the room. It would be a little bit spotty at times. If you went somewhere else, if you went up on deck, it was much better. However, something we did on this cruise... If you went up and hugged the satellite, it was perfect. Right, exactly. One hand on the satellite. One of the things we did on this cruise that we had never done before, and I'm really excited that it worked out because it's going to help me on future trips, was we did the Wi-Fi calling on our iPhones. We both have AT&T for our service, and we enabled Wi-Fi calling, so... You put it into airplane mode, and you connect to the ship's Wi-Fi, and I was able to call Kathleen uh, back home, my assistant, and it was clear as if I was calling her from anywhere else from a cell phone. So it was very, very cool to have that ability to make that phone call if I needed to. Okay, explain. So. (laughs) (laughs) Not I did, but okay. (laughs) So I need specifics. All right. Wi-Fi calling Mm -hmm. is an app you got? No, it's in the iPhone. It's a setting that you set in your iPhone, Mm -hmm. in your cellular settings, that says, I'm going to enable Wi-Fi calling. Okay. Which means you can make calls over the Wi-Fi system. Got you. So as long as you're in airport mode, that's how you know you're not on your network. That is correct. Yep. So airport mode, airplane mode on. Yep. Why? Or yeah, airplane mode on. Connect to the internet. Yep. Wi-Fi is on. And then you've adjusted your cellular settings so you can make Wi-Fi calls. Calls. Right, the airplane mode puts connects turns off the cellular settings completely. Gotcha. Like there's been times I've been sitting in my house, I don't have good reception in one or two rooms, and it will automatically switch over to the Wi-Fi calling just right. if my reception's spotty. And you can also do uh, calls like FaceTime calls, but not with the video. You can choose to only do audio. Same goes with Skype, yeah. uh, Google Hangouts. So there's Here's lots the of ways to. There's do that. a lot of ways you can do it. I kind of wanted to focus on this just because I wanted to let people know that this was an option for this cruise. Okay. I still have questions. Okay. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to go long enough, but all right, here we go. Is this, um, this is a feature of iPhones or was, you had mentioned you're on AT&T. Is this an AT&T thing? This is, I I believe there's other phones can do it because Pete has, um, Android phone. And he did it. Um, so this is not an AT. This is not something you had to set up with AT and T. This is something strictly happening. And we in your did phone. set up with AT and T that we had international calling. Right. But while you're on the ship and you're using cellular at sea, which is very expensive, your international calling doesn't right. apply. AT and T is the only cell phone company that does have cruise ship packages. They do. It's and a I'm new thing. 
I'm going to tell you, I called about that because I did the yep. international plan, which I was very happy with. It was you pay a price and then it's a reduced price per minute. Mm-hmm. However, the uh, cellular at cellular at sea plan was ridiculous. It right. was like $6 a minute plus a price for the package. And I didn't see any reason to do that. Especially with the Wi-Fi call, because of the five the five people all traveling in our group, there were five of us. We all had an iPhone. The uh, the enabling your Wi-Fi also allowed us to text over the Wi-Fi on the ship. So we're going to be here. Do you want to meet us? I, again, I thought one of the things that really helped me was the fact that I can then have that ability to call back if sure. I had to. Um, and you, so, you, and you're using you've purchased an unlimited Wi-Fi package, correct. so, so you're there's using no your Wi-Fi. Yeah, really nice about. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, really nice about Royal Caribbean is they do offer those unlimited packages. I would not use this for you know calling a friend and chatting for an hour or two. Your reception was. Good enough to make the call you needed to make. It's not like you had a landline and you were across town. You wouldn't want to spend a lot of time on this because right. there were times when it would like fade out a little bit. Sure. But it was still better than, you know, a $75 three minute call. Absolutely. Okay, I'll let you move on now. <laughs> okay, let me move on. So the second thing I want to talk talk about that's a little bit more technology uh, focused is um, Royal Caribbean has an app just like Disney has an app uh, for their cruise line. And you can text on that back and forth over their Wi-Fi, which is very convenient. Um, in the future, we're going to talk about a sailing we did on the Disney Dream. And I'll let you know right now that Disney's app is far and above Royal Caribbean's app. I was going to ask you that because I thought this was the first time I'd been on Disney since – you know, the app and being able to tap, that was fantastic. Fantastic, right? Really good. Plus, I like the functionality of the Disney app and that you could see, uh, you could order, you could see what the room service menu mm-hmm. was, you could see what TV channels were. This I mean, was really great a lot if you wanted to look at what time a restaurant opened. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, there was information on their app. It wasn't as robust as Disney. So app. with the Royal Caribbean's, there was a text feature, though. Absolutely. Because I know that's a, lot of, that's a question a lot of people have coming from Disney. They're used to the Wave phones yep. or the app. How do I keep in touch with everybody? Yep. So you download this app. Do you have to have a Wi-Fi package? Or is you, for the app and the, the texting, that's just using ship Wi-Fi correct. without you actually paying for a package. Correct. Like Disney, you're using the ship Wi-Fi right. and it's sort of a quote-unquote free connection. So you're paying for a package for any Wi-Fi service you would use outside of the app. Because we were still working right. from the ship, we had to have Wi-Fi to connect yeah. You know, not only to home. But, but you to... don't need to have a package in order to use the app and correct. the texting. That is correct. Good. Correct, correct. And then one more thing I want to talk about before we move on to the food is um, – Someone had told me about this, and I use it now as one of my tricks for uh, cruising. When I'm taking pictures, sometimes it's hard for me to remember what day that picture's from. Because when you're on a cruise, you lose track of the days, and they all sort of run together. On the Royal Caribbean ships, you get what's called the cruise compass. And the Disney ships, you get the navigator. And the cruise compass has the day of the sailing, and it has the ship, and it has the port of call. Or if you're at sea, I take a picture of the little area up there. And now that's in my phone or that's in my camera. Don't be laughing at me. On other ships, on the bigger ships, when you get on the <laughs> elevator, the days of the week are actually in the floor. Right. There are carpet sections where you'll get on the ship and it'll say Wednesday. Well, that didn't translate to the Rhapsody of the Seas. And I cannot tell you how it threw people. 
that we did not know. So the only person on this, in our group that always knew what day it was was John. Because I look at my camera. But this helped me organize my pictures. When I was going through and I was trying to pick pictures out and say, well, what day did we do what? I could look at my the first picture that said day five at sea, such and such. So I, was a little, I know people are judging me, but after a while and you're on vacation, you kind of, your days run together. I bet you people use that tip. They do. I bet you that. I'm going to use when it they, when they use when they <laughs> use like this. And when they use it, they're going to reference me. I think it's a great tip. John. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> She's going for a raise. All right. So that's my uh, extra stuff I wanted to mention about the cruise. Sort of uh, things that popped up in my head. That I thought, well, these would be great things to talk about. But we want to move on to the food on the cruise. And again, I'm going to preface it by saying Kevin did not and I did not eat in any of the dining rooms. That is just not what we yeah, do. It's still the craziest thing to me that you go 11 nights and don't go in a dining room. I don't think we even set foot in a dining room. Wasn't our mustard drill in a dining room? I don't remember. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, but it was, no, our mustard drill was outside and we wound up sitting in the casino. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um so yeah, it's not our thing. We don't want to go the we don't want to go to the main dining rooms. It's just not what we want to do. So we ate a great number of our meals in the specialty dining rooms. We have some video of that food, but we also tried the buffet one night. Um, we also found that we enjoyed ordering room service because we had a concierge level room. You could order off a concierge room service menu which was very similar to what was in the dining room. So we tried dining room food. We just didn't go to the dining room. Yeah, and we thought it was very good. We did the park cafe one day. Um, I will say this. We usually eat quite a bit in the Windjammer. That's a place we enjoy going to because of the buffet and the selection of foods. For some reason, the Windjammer on the ship was just not up to par. They decided instead of just being a buffet or having several sections of a buffet, they had a lot of theme nights. And we found them to be far less successful than just a regular buffet. It also had a weird setup. Um, it was raised. The buffet area was raised. So you had a sort of spiral up to it. And along the spiral, you're getting your food. It was very, very strange. It was very odd. But we went a couple of the nights we went. One night was Mexican night. I don't know what else to say about it. Other than <laughs> it was Mexican night. And it, I don't even think it was Mexican. And then I don't know what it was. It was Taco Bell Mexican night. Yeah, How about it was that? Bad. And then another night we went, we all kind of did the boom, boom, boom where we walked into each other. And the theme of the night was Turkish specialties. And we all turned and around and went out. Like the candy, Turkish delight. No, no, was not. We would have <laughs> no, stayed and for as that. you walked around, now I am not besmirching Turkish food, but as you walked around, everything had the same consistency and color. And we kind of filed back out and went to got cheeseburgers and room service. Yeah, everything was sort of a runny off gray. Mm. But again, this was totally different than any other cruise we've been on because we usually live in the Windjammer. Mm -hmm. We love going there. So it was just an off cruise. The other, one of the things that John and I don't enjoy is dressing up for dinner. I love the fact that you dress up for dinner. And I will sit in the lobby and watch you walk by in your beautiful clothes. However, the idea of taking my shorts or my bathing suit off or getting dressed up and bringing special clothes to go to dinner, it, I don't enjoy it. 
um, we did on this trip because we knew we would be eating specialty restaurants. But on most trips, it's the buffet for us. It's you know. But even then, the specialty restaurants were uh, cruise casual. Yep. So, you know, if you had a pair of jeans or just a pair of long pants and a shirt, nice shirt, we were fine. So. There were a couple of formal nights. We also found, um, they told us one night that we could come in our shorts and our collared shirts. So they were very lenient about what cruise casual meant. But again, this, this uh, trip was very port heavy. So a lot of times people were showing back up in time for dinner. Also, when you get to sort of day seven and you've eaten in their specialty restaurants, and they know you by name and you have a special table, they're a little bit more lenient about what you wear. So we've got another video for you. Again, overview of the food. This is not everything. Um, This is uh, mostly the specialty restaurants that we talked about, Giovanni's Table, Chops Grill. And because we were concierge guests, we ate breakfast in Chops most morning. Is Izumi included in this? Izumi is included in that, too. That's the other specialty restaurant. And once we're done with the pictures, we'll go through and talk a little bit about our experience. But let's cue that up, Craig, please. Food! (laughs) Multiple exclamation marks. And very Woody Allen. Please don't read it. Well, Chops is also on the Oasis. For those of us going on the Oasis, there'll be a Chops Grill there as well. Um, this is their steakhouse, um, but there are other options if you're not into steak or you don't want to have steak all the time. This was an antipasto. That Well, actually, this is breakfast. I apologize. We are now looking at the concierge breakfast. There was a continental side of it where you could get pastries and breakfast meats and things like that. Eggs, Eggs Benedict. Benedict. A popular choice for much of our group. Many of us got Eggs Benedict. A simple scrambled eggs with ham. Um, there were choices on the menu, but there was also a great deal of leniency. These are eggs over easy with some bacon. They were uh, supposed to be over easy. Yeah, they were supposed to be over easy. Um, an omelet. An omelet. So again, you could have gotten sort of stuck to the menu every morning, but then they were more than willing to help you out and do other things as now, well. Did you say that this was only open to breakfast? This was where concierge, concierge guests could have breakfast. Correct. Giovanni's Table, the Italian restaurant on the ship. Again, you'll find a Giovanni's Table on the Oasis of the Seas when we go. Um, That's the prosciutto slicer. Prosciutto slicer. All hail the prosciutto slicer. Olive oil canisters. And just part of their theming, their general overall um, keeping in an Italian bistro type of atmosphere. Giovanni's Table in the Weeds. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, this is another one of those things. I can never get into a specialty restaurant. How do I get into one? We never had a problem. These restaurants were not full most nights. We just, That morning, usually, we would say, decide where we were going to go for dinner and make a reservation to go for dinner. Uh, an antipasto, cheeses and sliced meats. Um, very good. Everything was very, very good. Um, one of the things about this, though, is because it's pasta-heavy, this is a eggplant, baked eggplant, parm. Because it's uh, very pasta-heavy, it was like at the end of the night, you were like, oh, my God, I'm so full. Scallops with an almond crust topping in butter sauce. Well, like, this is one of my favorite things. This is a mozzarella, piece of mozzarella, wrapped in prosciutto and baked in the oven. A focaccia. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> 400 cheese focaccia. This was a pappardelle. With mushrooms or ragu sauce. Mm -hmm. And again, 
big portions. That's the risotto. Um, they would bring everything out family style, and it was like giant, giant portions. It's just funny to me that we're naming all the dishes as they go by. <laughs> That's ravioli with crab. I don't know. Well, just, people are not at home. It keeps striking me as funny. That is a filet <laughs> mignon with stuff. Accoutrement. <laughs> Another um, view of the filet. That's a lemon. In there. This is the osaboko. This is something I had. It was delicious. And again, just big portions, and you know, for the additional, that's, really, that's, I think that's chicken. Just for the extra price, maybe not. Well worth it. The amount of food you got for that, for sure. So this was all one night. This is all one night, <laughs> <laughs> and for just three of us. This was that. Monday. <laughs> and this is the dessert cart. They wheel out the dessert cart, and they've got uh, cannolis and little other desserts. Tiramisu. Chops Grill for dinner. Again, Chops is their steakhouse. Uh, they have other things in addition to just steak. There's a scallop dish for an appetizer. Very good. Folks got that and enjoyed it. Um, this was their wild mushroom soup. This was a huge oh, favorite. Oh, my God. So good. Must have more of that. That was the goat cheese, the fried goat cheese. That Not actually the, might have been the crab cake. Now, this was the pork belly. Oh, pork belly. No, that wasn't the crab cake. That was the goat cheese. Pork belly. Um, Came with tartar sauce. Oh, then it was. This was Kevin's sad baked potato. Yeah, don't go for the baked potato. The size at this restaurant uh, were served family style. So, you know, if you ordered something as a side, they brought out enough for everybody. Um more than enough food, plenty of food for everybody to have. It was also so, if you wanted more, you just asked for more. Right. This was a fish dish. I don't remember what it was, but it was good. Bronzino. Excellent. More things I can't identify. It got darker as it, it did. got later. It got darker as the night went on. Little cheese croquettes. They were also a huge hit. They were a huge hit. Well, anytime you're frying cheese, I mean, what could go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> what could go wrong? Izumi, this is their sushi restaurant. Um, this is in addition to there being a additional cost involved for dining there, a one-time cost. You pay individually for the sushi. However, the pricing is very good, very, very reasonable for sushi. You're talking about a couple of bucks for a roll. Um, very fresh. Um, we enjoyed it very much. We went back several times. This is the edamame. Shrimp the tempura. To get shrimp tempura was very good. I'm waiting for the picture of the really big thing. that. Those are firecracker shrimp rolls. They're a little spicy. That's it. They have hot pots. This is the udon noodle hot pot. And that is, that's not an individual serving. That served five of us. Everybody got a full soup bowl of stuff out of that and this is the champagne lobster roll yep, some examples of the sushi beautifully prepared uh, a lot of thought went into the sushi this is just slapped together um, very very fresh this is upstairs over the 
uh, Viking Lounge. You, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles to get there. You can't take the same elevator. You have to take an elevator to a certain point and then switch elevators to move up to the floor below Izumi where there are stairs. This is really, really difficult if you um, have any kind of uh, mobility issue. There is one of those scary elevator chairs that will take you up a flight of stairs, but you need four people and a key to get up there. And when you're up there, there are no restrooms for two floors. So you now have to come down the stairs and get in an elevator and go to another floor to use the restroom. And this is the hot rock. Jeff got the hot rock where you pretty much cook your own meal, where they bring out a very, very hot stone, and then there's raw meats and vegetables, and there he is actually cooking it. Um, I don't know if you've been on this ship before, Tracy, This um, uh, the vision class. I haven't, no. This is where the um, wedding chapel used to be. So they've converted the wedding chapel into a Zoomy. So it's a beautiful location. I mean, it's got this incredible view. Mm -hmm. I would say 180 degree view of the ocean. Um, But because it wasn't supposed to be a food location, they kind of had to retrofit it. And that's why there's no bathrooms up there. And you kind of feel bad for your waiter or waitress because he or she has to run up and down several flights of stairs to get your food. Didn't stop us, but we felt bad. <laughs> Just in general about the food in the specialty restaurants, um, we found that Chops was better than Giovanni's Table on this particular sailing. We enjoyed that better. We went back there more times than usual. And then Azumi is always fantastic. But we had somebody who's not a fan of sushi and found it very limited, the menu items. So we only went there a couple times. And he was a good sport about it. So in general, I mean, I think the food was great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the ship itself. Um, None of us went hungry. Really. And the other thing, too, is it was um, it was one of those cruises where you got on and you thought, oh, I've got 11 days or I've got 11 nights. This cruise is going to be great. And before you knew it, it was over. It was just it went by in a flash. There, were, there didn't seem to be a lot of downtime on this cruise, and I think that's what made it go faster. And we looked forward to almost all of the port stops. And we'll talk about that in the next show. But I think that's what made it go faster. Plus, we knew that at the end of our 11-night cruise, we had a group of people that were going to start an ABD. So, you know, you kind of try and make your days last longer. And then uh, the other thing I want to mention is we did regular room service, just off the room service menu, burgers one day, fish sticks one day. Very good. Delivered quickly, hot, good food. So, um Except for the fact that um, Windjammer was a bit of a mess, you know, we found the food very good on this ship. Mm-hmm. Nothing really to, to, you know, complain about and say, oh, this was awful. And there were a couple of things that we really liked. The mushroom soup and chopped and those potato cheese ham croquette things. And again, if you are on Pycash Crew 6 and you're on the Oasis, these same restaurants serving the same food will be on those restaurants if you're interested in a specialty dining experience. Among others. Right. So that'll do it for uh, our first part of our Rhapsody of the Seas Greek Isles cruise. Uh, Again, part one of a two-parter. Next time we're going to talk about the actual itinerary and the ports of call that we visited and the things we did or, more importantly, the things we did not do in each port of call. Uh, Thank you guys for helping me out here. Thanks for participating. And we hope you guys at home have a great week and a great vacation.